face. I know I've never seen your face, but you're always walking in my trace. Cause you follow me to every place. And you know that I love how you never ever break your vows. I owe you all my life. And I may not say like the king in night, but please just know that's how I feel. Hearts are the only cards I deal. Because I love you and I know that it shows. People tell me that I always go. I'm on my mind every day. Our love is unbeatable, no souffle. I'm yet to serve you, no buffet. There's this song in my heart you play and it goes like, I'm always there for you. Been there from the start. Jesus told me to save you, to bring him your heart. That's why I love you more than you know. God told me to follow you wherever you go. without your friend. Hey, name is Mercy. And you look like I saw the other day in a fight with fear and the rest of his crew. She was a rim She was like Jenny. If she had left me, fear would have broken my defenses like Messi. You are the best I ever had. Chemistry only made heavenly laps. Skyscrapers have nothing on me. Cause I've got so many great stories of the way you get. Don't go mess that but we share none compares and that's so true i used to know grass but now i know you so god your love is wearing blindfolds who am i that you are mindful of me that you sent your grace for me your saving grace I'm always there for you, been there from the start. Jesus told me to save you, to bring in your heart. That's why I love you more than you know. God told me to follow you wherever you I'm always there for you, been there from the start. Jesus told me to save you, to bring in your heart. That's why I love you more than you know. God told me to follow you wherever you go.
worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul will worship Your holy name. The sun comes up. It's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before us, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. All your goodness I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul will worship Your holy name. And on that day when my strength is failing, the end draws near and my time has come. Still my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years and then forevermore. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I will worship Your holy name. I will worship Your holy name. Lord, I will worship Your holy Morning. You may, may be seated. Um, welcome to Open Door Community Church. This is our, our guest musician for the day, Papa. How do you right. say your last name? Mensa. 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 That's that, right. And you're from? I'm from Ghana. You're from Ghana. I've lived in Portland for about a decade now, but I am from I'm from Ghana for all intents and purposes. Yes. And you're married? Married. Yep. For no kids yet. No kids yet. Kids okay. Yet. No, no rush. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about you. Wow, okay, yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Papa Mensa. Um, I was born and raised in Ghana. Um, I'm the last of six kids. Um, and I moved here for undergrad uh, about a decade ago. So I ended up doing my, ma my undergrad at Reed College, um, did my master's at Portland State. Um, and I now work in tech, but also um, make music on the side as well. You and, do. Um, and I'm happy to be here with you this morning. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, check out his YouTube channel. It's amazing. <laughs> so we're, we're very blessed to have you here. I'm That's so thankful true. that he, uh, a few, some of you might remember Ken Garrett, who, who did our, uh, our vow renewals, right? He, he got us connected with him. So there's a connection. That's how I got to know him. So okay. thank you so much. Thanks I'm excited to have you lead us in worship today. Um, a couple of quick announcements. One, there's covering group coming up. I think it's Monday. It's Monday, Monday here at the church. Um, 
you don't have to bring something to color. Just come and hang out. And if you want to color, you can. Otherwise, it's just socialization. But here at the church, 7 o'clock in the, in the fellowship hall in the back, uh, it's a very nice way to kind of relax and de-stress. It's, it's kind of amazing how, how that just relaxes you. You can color in the lines, or if it's just a not in the lines kind of a day, you <laughs> color outside the lines. That's fine. And you can color Jeeps or flowers or whatever you want to color. Anyways, that's coming up. What's that? Lots of coloring books. <laughs> Lots of different types of coloring books and pencils and pens and all that sort of stuff. So that's coming up then. And then next Saturday, I, I believe, is, uh, is men's breakfast. I think it's men's breakfast. Is it next week? Is it next week, Barry? So while he's looking at I think those are our two big announcements. It is next Saturday. Yeah, and we're going to send out some more information about that coming up. Um, if, and if you aren't on our announcements, if you don't get our texts or emails and that sort of stuff, let me know. Um, or let Jesse know um, after the service, and we'll happily get you hooked up with that. All right? Um, so finally, uh, we're continuing in Ephesians. We're in Ephesians chapter 3. Um, we're just looking, we're beginning the, the section where Paul prays. And today is just about tips for prayer. How, as we look at how Paul prays and just some of the stuff that, that he's patterned his, himself on how he prays, we can enhance our own prayer. That's what we're going to do. As we look at how we can engage our mind, how we can engage our faith, and how we can engage our, 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 our bodies, use our body language all in prayer, because this is what Paul is doing. All right? Okay. Let's take a moment. Let's pray. Get our hearts ready for, for worship. Jesus, thank you for, uh, for allowing us to be here in this, this church and worshiping you and glorifying you, Father. Thank you that you've brought us here. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've redeemed us, that we're yours, we belong to you, that you are our, uh, our savior, you are our friend, we are your bride. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you've, you've given us your word. Help us to hear your voice in the music, in the conversations. Help us to set aside all of our distractions. Don't let us get distracted from being in your presence. That you might be glorified and we might be blessed by being with you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Nothing can for sin atone, 
nothing but the blood of Jesus, not of good that we have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus, oh, precious is the blood that makes us white as snow. by the blood of Jesus. This is all our righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the blow that makes us white as snow. time oh precious oh precious is the flow that makes us white as snow no other fount we know nothing but the blood of Jesus amen It's a short section, but I'd ask you if you could stand for the reading of the Word of God. We're just going to be looking at verses 14 and 15 today, really, frankly, most of verse 14, but they read as follows. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom the whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Heavenly Father, we, we come into this moment needing you through your spirit to, to enlighten us, to open our eyes to hear, to shape our thinking. We thank you that you've given us your word. We thank you that you've given us this moment to hear your voice. And so we ask Jesus, I ask Jesus that you would use me to communicate to your people. The words that are from me, may, may, may they just not be remembered or certainly not have an impact. But, if they, but if whatever is true and is right and is from you, may, may they be remembered. And may they be um, deeply ingrained into our brains that we might live in a way that, that uh, more closely aligns ourselves to the way you want us to live. That we might have a deeper and, and, and stronger relationship with you. We pray this in Jesus' name. May be seated. So, prayer is is obviously something that's regularly part of uh, of a Christian life. You you, you want to do it a lot. E even even people who are are non Christians sometimes they, they'll 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 pray. It's it's a normal piece of their lives. But how do we pray better? Is there things in Scripture that, that we can look at and go, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, an idea that I can use to get better at prayer? Well, yes. Prayer is all over the Bible. We can, I, could, I could do a whole month just looking at how Jesus prayed throughout the Gospels, how the, how the, how the apostles prayed. They're praying all the time. how can we do it better? I assume this is something you would like to do. And so we're going to just hit, look at just three things in this, te in this text. Simple, easy, that I, I hope will be give you a couple of tips 
And the very first one is this, this little phrase right here that says, for this reason. For this reason. It's, it's, it, it's the idea of why is he about to pray? If we look through this whole passage, what we see here is he's been explaining the gospel in chapter 2, both individually and then as a, as, as a whole corporation, as a, as a large body, as large groups, Gentiles and Jews, and how that affects people a, 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 on, a, on a big scale, as well as looking at the first half of chapter 2 on an individual scale. And all of this is by grace we're saved by faith. And then he finishes that, and, and in verse 1 of chapter 3, he begins praying. He says, for this reason, and then he does a digression from verse 2 through verse four, uh, 13, talking about who, who he is and what's his relationship to the gospel. But then he comes right back to it. So this, this for this reason, is, is, is connected to what he's been saying in all of chapter 2, and really chapter 1 as well. This is his reason. He's thinking about the gospel. He's thinking about the impact and what it means about who we are in Christ, how we got here, all of this. And this is his motivation. It's his cause. It's the reason he prays. We could easily reach the end of chapter 2 and jump straight to verse 14. Let's go and read, starting in in verse 18, just to give you a sense of what he's thinking about, he says, For through him, Jesus, that is, we, that is both Jews and Gentiles, those who, who, who've had the law, who have the prophets, who have all of these people, as well as the Gentile worlds, all the other families of the earth, all the other racial groups, all the other nationalities and the tribes and all of these groups, these two groups, the Gentiles and the Jews, both have access to the Father, through Jesus in one spirit. And so, we, so he's saying to you, you non-Jews, you're no longer foreigners, you're no longer strangers, but you're fellow citizens, you're part of God's kingdom, you're part of Jesus' kingdom, you're fellow, part of God's people, part of the members of his house, you're his family, and you're being built together on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And with Jesus Christ is the centerpiece, the piece that everything needs to line up to it. In him, the whole group of all the people who believe in Jesus are being joined together and rises to become a holy temple, a dwelling place for the Lord. And you can easily go from that and in you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God's spirit lives by his spirit. You can easily jump from there to verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees. Because everything he's been saying is it. And he goes, e even in verse 15, he says, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now, whole some, most of your translations say every, right? Um, I think, I think it, it's a much better idea to say whole. Some translations have it, most don't. It's the same word as we saw earlier, just a moment ago in chapter 2, where the whole structure is being built together. In both cases, it's the idea of all these different pieces are, are unified together. One group. Now, you could... It's, you could either think of it as e the emphasis on every, all these different pieces, where the emphasis is on the pieces, but I think what he's, Paul is getting at is, is the unity, the unity of people who, who have died and are with God in heaven, the Old Testament, Moses and David and Abraham, all of the people in heaven, as well as all the people in Jesus who are alive now. That whole family... Is, has one father, Jesus, through Jesus. So this is what Paul is thinking about. And the idea here is you need to be theologically shaped when you pray. You need to let what you know about God inform how you pray. And it's not hard. Even if you don't know a lot about God, use what you know. 
It should move you. It is his motivation. You think about what God is doing, who God is, and that should cause you to want to pray. For example, let's say you're stressed out about a problem, but you remember God is, has authority in heaven and earth. Oh, okay, because he has authority, because he can do something, well, maybe I should go talk to him and ask him to do something. See, that's being theologically motivated. Being motivated by truth. So let, let, take a moment, pause, and engage your mind before you pray. Think about things that are true about who God is, about who you are, about what, he, what this word has told you about him. Just take a moment and go, okay, let's say I'm struggling with, with grief or, or I'm, just, I'm anxious. Maybe you need to just take a moment and remember that God is a God of, who likes to bring comfort, right? Just think, of, you know so much already about God. If you've been to church very much, if you've read the Bible at all, there's a lot you do know about God. Just take a moment and think about what are some truths about God that would apply to what I'm concerned about. That's what Paul's doing. For this reason, I bow. For this reason, because of what he's been saying, that is the motivation, it is the cause for why he prays. So be theologically shaped. Engage your brain. Second, Notice that he, he bows his knees before the Father. Now, this is also a theology. This is also truth. But I wanted, to, I wanted to zero in on this because he's not just simply praying truth. He's praying specifically grounded in his relationship he has and you have with God in Jesus. The relationship. Be, be grounded. Be, make it, may it be an act of faith that you come to God, not just as the God of the universe. No, I'm coming to you, God, because you are my Father in Jesus. There's an intentionality of coming to God in Jesus. Because, as we saw in, earlier in the book, in love, he, the Father, predestined us to be adopted to sonship through Jesus. We are God's son. We're his child. That is, the, that is the foundation in which you approach God. Because you are his child. You have standing. There's a reason you have, a, you have the ability to approach God. And it's because of who you are in Jesus. Your relationship to Jesus. And because of that relationship, your, relations, your new relationship you have to, the, to God the Father. He's your Father. This is why we, Jesus said things like this. This is how you need to pray. Our Father in heaven. Up until that moment, it was not normal for the Jews to address God as Father. That the, you, you could talk about the whole nation of Israel as God's son, but for, for, for an individual... For a small group to address the creator in that kind of terms? No, that's revolutionary. It's the, God, it's the result of the gospel. That you are his child. And with, so when you think about what does it mean in an ideal father solution? Now, relationship. And I understand some of us did not have great fathers. you know, But you can imagine what it's like if you haven't. You know, it's... Your father wants to hear your voice, wants to talk to you. There's a love there. There's a concern for you. There's an authority there. You're not just going up to any old official. You're going to your dad. So you need to think of it that way. Right? You need to think of it. This is what Jesus was told by God the Father at his baptism. He said, this is my son whom I love, I am well pleased. You need to understand that in Christ, that phrase applies to you. That's what justification means. That's what it means to be in Christ. If Christ, that's told about Christ, you're in Christ, then it's also told about you. 
This is, how you, this, this is the, the attitude God has towards you. He is, loves you. Now, he may be disappointed sometimes because of how we act, yes, but he still loves you, and he's not angry. He wants the best for you. He's concerned about you. So you need to go to prayer, not just theologically shaped, but also standing on, grounded in, your relationship with God. You need, it needs to be an act of faith that says, I trust that what God said about me in Jesus is true. You have to be grounded in that. So many times I hear Christians, and they mean well, when they, when they end their prayers with, in Jesus' name. I still do it. I get it. But we don't know what that means. We think it's like, we use it like a magic word, magic phrase. We're not doing rituals as Christians. What that means when you say that, you're saying, I'm coming to you, I'm asking these things on the basis of Jesus. Um, and you can start that way. You could begin prayers by saying in Jesus' name. You don't have to do it at the end. Or you could just say something like, Father, I'm coming to you because of the righteousness of Jesus. On the basis of Jesus, I can, I, 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 you tell me I can approach you with boldness and freedom. And so therefore, I'm asking you this. What I just did is the same thing as saying in Jesus' name. And then you can end your prayer with, all right, talk to you later. <laughs> right? Or thanks for coming with me as I go. Right? You don't have to say amen. Amen is just, I agree. Right? Try to get beyond these, these formalities of a, and, and these rituals and focus on the relationship. When you say uh, in Jesus' name, you're saying, I'm coming grounded in the relationship I have with you, Father, because of Jesus. So pause. Pause and engage your faith intentionally when you pray. Intentionally. Don't do it just haphazardly. Purposely, that's what we should be doing when you use that phrase, is you're intentionally saying, I'm coming to you, God, based on Jesus. My standing who you say I am to you, you are my dad. And you can put the two together. So what you could say is something like, if you're dealing with something where you really need the power of God in something, where you could say, Father, you are the Lord of heaven and earth. You, are the, you have all power in heaven and the earth. Jesus, all authority has been given to you. Thank you that you can hear me because of Jesus. You see how you've applied theology relationship with Jesus, now you're set up to actually talk about God. Because when you remind yourself of theology, it helps you know that you're going to get what you say. You're not just talking to anybody. You're talking about the creator, who is also your dad. Okay? And you, you remind yourself that you have the right to stand there because of Jesus. And so, as he said here, just, just a couple of verses back, he says, in Jesus... Through our faith in him, we can approach God with freedom. We can approach God with confidence. In him, we can do that. Because we have faith in him. Through the faithfulness of Jesus, I can really come to God. Not because, and, and so when we, our little voices in our head says, why would God listen to you? You counter that and say, well, why? God's gonna, not going to listen to me because of me. There, he's going to listen to me because I'm in Jesus. You see the difference? That's the reason God's going to listen to you. That's, the guy, that's why you have the right to approach God. So you need to come on the basis of your relationship to God in Jesus and your relationship to him. Engage your brain. Engage your faith. And now one more. Maybe this one might be the most controversial of them. But it says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father. Now, to be honest, this is likely, but not for sure, a metaphor. 
that he, he's, he's speaking in, as a way of saying that he's not literally bowing, but there's an image that he wants to convey here of submission, of worship to the Father. But if it's a metaphor, there's a reason it's a metaphor. Because it's literal, because there's a literal correspondence to it. Did you know that that is a normal thing for the, for, for the apostles and Jesus to pray like that? To bow? To literally physically do something? Look at Peter in Acts. But Peter puts all these people outside and then he kneels down and then he prays. This is normal. We... we, we we don't pray, we don't engage our bodies typically when we pray. But there is such a thing as body language. There's a reason. Your body communicates. Don't do this stupid thing that we often do where we separate spirituality from our bodies. God built you as one unit. You are not just a brain. You are not just a spirit. You are a spiritual being in a body. Use all that God gave you to communicate. It'll transform your spiritual life if you communicate with your body as well. Look at what he's doing. Look at, look at Jesus. This is the Garden of Gethsemane, but, but think about how just by what he's doing, it says something about what's going on in his mind. He withdrew it for about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and he in fact, some describe where he threw himself on the ground. Because there's a submission to the Father. As we see in his words, Father, not my will, but thy will. Physically communicate what's going on in your heart. I almost put, make sure you, what's going on in your mind correspond with your body. You know, there's a difference between saying, Daddy, I need you, pick me up, right? That, that's, a, that's a legitimate thing to pray. There's a thing, I, I'm worshiping you. There's a, you know, God, I'm submitting to you, Father. Where I don't know what you want for my life, but I will do what you want. Use your body to communicate to God what's going on. Don't have that, that disconnect. And I love this one. It's my favorite parable. But look at how, how Jesus is describing how people pray. But the tax collector stood at a distance. It's not just how he's praying, but where he's standing in rela relation to the temple and to, to the altar. He's standing back because he doesn't feel like he can approach. Not that that's correct, but it, it says something about what's going on in the tax collector's mind. And he would not even look up. See, we can look up. Why? Because of Jesus, right? Right? And then he does what? He beats his breast. When was the last time when you repented, you beat your breast? See, this is normal for them. This is, there's so many images, so many examples where, where people in the Bible, you know what's happening with their attitudes, with their hearts, by just looking at their body language. What is your body language when you pray? Does it match? For this reason, I bow. For this reason. So he has this theology that's moving him. His body is being used to express, whether it literally here or normally, grounded in a relationship with the Father. In relationship with God in Jesus, who Paul can call him Father. Be communicating with your body. Be communicating. <clears throat> you need to pause before you come into God and engage your heart. Now, I understand sometimes in public, you don't want them to think you're crazy. But when you're just by yourself or with people who understand what's going on, use your body to say something. Think about, wh hey, what is my body saying about 
how I'm approaching God, what I'm thinking about God in this moment. When I do say pause, I've used that, if you've noticed, multiple times. Now, this comes from, from a different section, but, I, do, but I, I, I think it applies because each one of those, I am asking you to stop for a moment before you co come to the presence of God. And, and the reason why is Ecclesiastes chapter 5 says this. Don't be hasty to speak and don't be impulsive to make speech before God. It's the idea of being careless, thoughtless, going into God's presence without really taking a moment and thinking about what you're going to say. Now, I'm not trying to say that because you need to be all tight. No, I'm trying not to, for you not to be careless. Because God's in heaven and you're on earth, so let your words be few. There's a reason why you, it's, it's recognizing the significance of what you're doing is what I'm asking for. I want you to pause and think about theology. Think about truth that you know that applies. Think about and intentionally being grounded in your relationship with Jesus. Don't just use the magic phrase. And what might be the appropriate physical posture when you do that? Pause and engage your mind, your face, and your body. That's my tip for you to pray. Pause. And then engage those three things when you pray. Because that's what we see Paul doing here. He's engaging his mind for this reason. He's engaging his faith because he's talking to the Father. And he's at least metaphorically engaging his body by saying, I bow. So when you come and tonight when you pray, sure, it's better to pray at night, but you know what's even better? When, when you do. <laughs> it's better to pray anytime than never, right? <laughs> so when you pray, and I encourage you to pray more, even if they're short prayers, they don't have to be these long things. It could be driving to, to the store. It could be when you're in the, in the, in the restroom. You got nothing. What are you going to do? Sit on your phone? Uh-huh, I know you do. I'm going to do too. Okay? Put your phone down and take a moment and just say, Hey, Father. Hey, Dad. Can we just talk for a moment? That's okay, even if it's 30 seconds. Because it's a relationship, isn't it? Right? This is what Jesus has got for you, is a relationship. So when you do, take a breath, just a, and think about, okay, what's some things that are true about God that would be appropriate now? Okay, then I'm going to come to him in Jesus' name. I'm going to come on the authority of Jesus. I'm gonna, I, 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 I can do that. And it's like, God, I just, I love you. Okay, you know, my heart. Jesus, I just need to give you something. I need to give you this. I just want to lift your name up, Jesus. Right? Or Daddy, I need help. Right? If you do these three things, it will help your prayer. It'll help your prayer life. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you on the basis of Jesus. We come to you, you know, a, a, as, as all these different people who have been brought together. We're so blessed to have this brother from Ghana with us. Oh, thank you for him. Bless him. That we can all come together in one spirit, in one, and, and, and just give you the praise. Lord, thank you for your, the, the, the instruction of your word. Make us pray better in a way that's going to deepen our relationship with you that you've established in Jesus. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Why should I gain? Why should I gain from his reward? I cannot give an answer, but this I know with all my heart. His wounds have paid my ransom. One of the reasons why we have communion as often as we do, which is well, every week, is to remind ourselves that this remind myself of my need of Jesus. Because every single week I'm like, oh, yep, there's that anger again. Yep, there's that impatience again. single week he's, he says Scott Brian just come to me you know one of the reasons I absolutely love that parable is because Jesus was saying to that 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 tax collector who just said God have mercy on me a sinner that's the one that's justified there's the gospel in its simplest form the person who says God I need your mercy because I'm a sinner give it to me and use it that's it I need mercy because we're all sinners just like everybody else. Nobody's better than another person. 
And it doesn't matter how far you've fallen. It doesn't matter how far you've run. Doesn't doesn't matter how deep the hole you've dug yourself in. Come to Jesus today if you've never come. And if you have in the past, may this be a moment again of going, yep, today I need you, I need you, Jesus. Okay? As we remember that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he says, this is my body. My life given for you. And then just a couple of hours later, Jesus, on the cross, took our sin. As Isaiah put it, he was crushed for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The judgment, the punishment that brings us peace was laid upon him. As the wrath that you and I rightly deserve fell on Jesus. In him, therefore, that is why God's not angry. It was because all of that anger fell on Jesus. And so this is why he can say after supper, this is the cup of the new covenant, the new agreement, the new relationship established in me by my blood that says you are forgiven, you are cleansed, you are my, my child. So come to the table trusting in the forgiveness that God has given you. His arms are ready to meet him at the door. Father, I want to pray that whoever today is just saying, God, I need you. I need your mercy. I need your forgiveness. And I'm looking to Jesus for it. May you give them the comfort of knowing that you again love them, you're for them, you're with them forever and you'll never leave them or forsake them. Amen. Come to the table. Grace.
is our greater debtor. Daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it. Seal it for the courts above. Hallelujah. sin. We confess it before you. Help us to be different. Thank you for your forgiveness and your relationship we have with you because of your son. Thank you very much, Father. The body and blood of Christ given for you.
Thanks for coming today. May God bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you both today, tomorrow, and as you go. God bless. See you guys next week.